Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. We now begin Parak 8, <coughs> the 8th chapter of Yeshayahu. This is Saul Weiner, your host for this podcast. In the last chapter, King Ahaz was afraid of the two kings, Pekach and Ritzin, of the northern kingdom Israel and Aram, who were attacking the kingdom of Judah. He therefore, due to his fears, capitulated to the Assyrian king against the advice of Yeshayahu. Yeshayahu, Isaiah, then prophesied that the two kings that he was so afraid of and their nations, Aram and Israel, would soon be destroyed by Assyria, and that the kingdom of Judah was also going to suffer greatly by the very same king from whom they had sought protection. <coughs> However, Yeshayahu told us that ultimately the righteous of the Jewish nation were going to hold firm and remain faithful to God, and that ultimately Assyria would not be successful in destroying Judah. As we go through this chapter, it is important to note that there were three main political groups <coughs> among the people of Yehuda of Judah. Number one, there were those that were with the king. They were afraid of the two kings, refused to listen to the prophet's advice, and they wanted to capitulate to the power that they saw as the most powerful nation of the time, the kingdom of Assyria. There were also those who were also afraid of the two kings, also did not want to listen to Yeshayahu, but they were, so to speak, a little more patriotic. They wanted to join forces with those two kings against Assyria and fight with them. And they were rebellious against Ahaz, and many wanted to overthrow Ahaz and just join up with the northern kingdom. And then there were the faithful, the people that were ready to rely on God, stay faithful to their special mission, to the house of David as the kings, as the rightful kings of, of Judah and Israel and the temple, and to preserve the special status of the Jewish people and not become subservient to Assyria or anyone else, as they represented values wholly inconsistent with God and Judaism. And they also did not want to join the useless fight against Assyria because they knew that it would bring only destruction. We can now study the, this eighth chapter. <coughs> Verse 1, God said to me, interestingly, this is the first time that the um, words are written in first person, as Yeshayahu speaking himself, saying, God spoke to me. We haven't had this yet in any of the previous chapters. He said as follows, get, get a large sheet or a large tablet and write upon it the following words. Maher Shalol Chashpaz, speed up the booty, hasten the um, the uh, uh, spoils. Um, this verse could mean he was writing instructions, and there was something like saying, "God should speed this up." But more, more, this is uh, there's various ways to interpret these words. Whether this was part of a longer uh, group of words, but regardless, this was meant as a sign, as as an announcement to the public that God will soon bring about the destruction of the two kingdoms <coughs> that were threatening Yehuda, as prophesied. God continu uh, then Yeshayahu continues, And I, it seems he may have done this on his own accord, because there's no command here, but I gathered two trustworthy witnesses, <coughs> two other prophets that are familiar to us from other places, in the prophets, as prophets of God, members of the faithful group that were following Yeshayahu's advice, they signed on to this sign and proclamation 
um, as witnesses as well. And Yeshayahu continues saying, and he was lived with his wife, and the Nevia, the prophetess, <coughs> his wife, who he refers to as the prophetess, Batar and she gave birth to a son. And after that, and God said to me, Not only are you, should you write this sign and sign it as a proclamation, but also, also you should. Um, Call your son that name, Maher Shalol Chashbaz. It's interesting that Yeshayahu respectfully calls his wife the prophetess. We do not have any record of her actually having been a prophetess, although this is certainly possible. However, Yeshayahu clearly treated her as an equal partner in his role as a prophet to the Jewish people. Um, and in this case, there's nothing specifically miraculous or unusual about the event or the birth of this son. It is simply a natural consequence of, of Yishayahu living with his wife. However, God, after his birth, appeared to Yishayahu and asked him to name the son in such a way as to announce this message even further. And then, and then God continued telling Yishayahu, Before the son is even old enough to call out, Mommy or daddy, my father, my mother, Yisa et Damesek, Shomron The uh, armies of Damascus, Aram, and the armies of Shomron, the, the northern kingdom, will already be destroyed by the king of Assyria. Um, and Yeshayahu tells us God continued to speak to him as follows. Yan Because this nation has um, spurned the uh, waters of the Shiloach spring, and we'll just explain this in a second, that flows slowly, and they want to go ahead and, um, and join and be happy along with those two kings. Remember that the actions of King Ahaz were not very popular among the people. Many, it sounds like most of the nation, were angry that Ahaz uh, went and signed a pact with Assyria and capitulated to them. They wanted to sign a pact with the two kings, and they were also afraid of, of the northern kingdom and, and Aram, and they wanted to become subservient to the northern kingdom. Basically, they wanted to overthrow the house of David. Remember before, uh, in last parak, we had the verse where Yeshayahu said to King Ahaz, Hama'at mikem, it's not enough that you're exhausting and making the people all angry and upset. Now you're getting God upset too. In other words, King Ahaz, by capitulating, was making the people upset. The people were angry right, with him for not just joining forces with the northern kingdom. So the people wanted to throw, overthrow Ahaz. Right? But now he, and the, but then he complained to Ahaz and said, but not only are you rebelling against the people, you're rebelling against God too, because you're not being faithful to God and you're capitulating to, um, to Assyria. So um, these words, et shiloach, is the slow-flowing waters of the Shiloach spring, is generally considered to be a reference to the, the uh, house of David, the kings of Judah. Um, and what, there, what God was saying in this prophecy was, because the nation, the people, are now rejecting the house of David, they're rejecting their kings, and instead they want to go ahead and join uh, these, these other two kings, the northern kingdom and, and, and Aram. 
So God was upset with them too. They should sit tight, do follow Isaiah's advice, follow Yeshayahu's advice, be faithful to God, and be faithful to the house of David. And they should be pushing to remain remain faithful to God, to remain independent, and not capitulate to these these bad forces. So, Therefore, because they are rejecting the slow-flowing waters of Shiloh, which is a slow, small river representing Jerusalem and the capital, I'm going to bring the big river, which is, represents the, or the river Euphrates, where, where the, which was the basis of where the kingdom of Assyria was based. I'm going to bring the big river against them. And it's going to come and overflood flood the entire land everywhere. It's going to flood it all over. So, the Khalaf Biudoshatafi Ovarat Savoryagia, Vahyamutot Kinafav Meloro Havarzha Immanuel. And the waters will flow, not only will they overtake um, Aram um, and the northern kingdom of Israel, but the the um, its wings will spread and its waters will spread and flood into Judah, just like a flood rarely just covers one area. It's going to leak out over the other area. It's going to leak out into the kingdom of Judah too, even though Judah had 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 agreed to um, to uh, to become some servant to Assyria. The Assyrians would not spare Judah destruction as well. However, um, only at Savoryagia. It's only going to reach up to the neck. So remember that uh, despite. Um, Remember that this third group of people were those that were called Immanuel. Um, those that recognized and remembered the core of the Jewish people always were faithful to God. Immanuel, they knew that God was with us. Those were the ones who didn't want to capitulate to anyone. Those are the ones that wanted to follow the instructions of Yeshayahu. And that's why it says over here, They're only going to reach up to the neck. Immanuel. Right? They're going to fill up the land. However, Immanuel, God is with us, and therefore they will not get above the head. The head will remain. In other words, they will not be successful in completely destroying Yehuda. Nations will see, and, and they will be broken. I, I, I mean, sorry, not see. It's ro'u with an ayin. Nations will band together the ha'azinu. And listen up. Listen up, Isaiah says, to all the foreign nations. You can, you can get yourselves ready for war and you can band together, right? However, you will eventually be destroyed. Go ahead, band together, but you will be destroyed. In other words, you can try to come and destroy Yehuda, but because of the core of the people of Immanuel, Utsu Eitzav, too far, the verse continues, you can try to make plans, but your plans will be ruined. Dabru Davar, you will speak all kinds of words against the Jewish people, make all kinds of speeches, and say all kinds of bad things. Veloya Kum, but your words, your plans will not be fulfilled. Immanuel, because God is with us, because of the core of the Jewish people that were Immanuel, the ones that were prophesied about before, when when Ishayahu said uh, that the young girl will give birth to the young baby boy, to Immanuel, and they will they will be the ones that know the message of Immanuel that God is with us. They will be the ones that will remain faithful. The core will always be there. So regardless of your plans, and this verse Lutzuetzufar is well known as um, as a verse that's often said in the concluding parts of of the daily. Uh, prayers three times a day after the concluding prayers of Aleinu, that regardless of their plans, 
the core of the people, which Ishayahu has repeatedly referred to as Immanuel, they will always remain and they will never be destroyed. Thank you for listening to 8a. Looking forward to having you join us for 8b as we continue our study of the 8th chapter of Ishayahu.